0: Sign up today at butcherbox.com/etm. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking buy your first rental property with Roofstock. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. I can't tell you how many people that I talk to, especially I think the younger millennials, who are really super interested in rental real estate, almost more so than buying their first home, you know, using the rental real estate To either get appreciation in a place that then you can take cash out and buy really the house that you want to live in, or you just actually really want to build a real estate, a rental real estate portfolio. And I think the cool thing is that technology is making that so much more accessible to us these days. So I had a chance to speak with Gary Beasley, who is the CEO and co-founder of this company called Roofstock, and they are the leading online marketplace for investing in single family rental homes. And what I love about Roofstock is that it makes it easy and affordable for just about anyone. In fact, they say their starting price is about $20,000 to kind of get in there, get in the rental real estate game. So I hope you enjoyed this interview with Gary and his tips about what you need to know about getting into buying your first rental real estate property. All right, Gary, I am so excited to have you on the podcast and to talk all about this hot topic of investing in real estate.
1: Great to be here.
0: So you run a company called Roofstock, and before we talk all about Roofstock, I was just wondering if we could have a little discussion about, you know, this hot topic about investing in real estate, especially for millennials. It seems to be something that, you know, they're more interested in doing more so than just buying their first home. Why do you think that is?
1: Well, I think it's a number a number of reasons for that. One is affordability. We have a lot of clients on Roofstock, our website, or who don't own their first home but are, are renting in high-cost markets like LA or San Francisco, New York City, Seattle. They'll look on our site and see what you could buy for $100,000. Um, and it, at first they'll think, is that the down payment? And then, no, that's <laughs> actually the entire amount. Um, so for, say, $20,000 down, you could actually own a home. Uh, in some of these other lower cost markets. And so I think it's it's really appealing for people who have been priced out of the markets where they live to actually get on the property bandwagon um, in, in a way that actually cash flows for them.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about Roofstock, kind of how it started and um, the direction it's going.
1: We've been around for two years. Uh, the idea was originally. The brainchild of Gregor Watson, my co-founder, he had about 500 homes he was trying to sell from one of his funds. It happened to be in Dallas. And the first realtor he called said, honey, I don't have 500 signs. I can't (laughs) sell those for you. These were leased homes. They were cash flowing. The next broker um, said, when can you get the people out of them so we could sell them? And that wasn't the idea. So Gregor came up with the idea of creating a marketplace for leased rental homes, so they could be sold at a very low cost to investors, uh, individuals or institutions. He talked to me about the idea. At the time, I was running a public company that owned about 15,000 rental homes in a REIT structure. And I was really interested in the idea because we we were looking to sell some homes and realized it was pretty inefficient to have to vacate them and sell them. And so, really, Gregor and I got together, built out the business plan, raised some venture capital a couple years ago, and, and Roofstock uh, was born.
0: Awesome. And now you're in 14 different markets. Tell me a little bit about those markets and kind of how you decide where to go in.
1: We try to provide a variety of markets for investors. We are in LA, we're up here in the Bay Area. Some of our more popular markets, though, are markets like um, Florida, Central Florida, Jacksonville, uh, Dallas. Memphis has become a really interesting market, Atlanta, yeah. Indianapolis. And these are markets where you can get a lot of house for, say, 100 grand, and the, and the yields tend to be much higher in some of these lower price markets than they are in some of the uh, more populous uh, or more expensive uh, metros.
0: So, uh, tell me a little bit about you know the process with roofstock. you know if it a lot of young investors in particular are kind of thinking you know eh, you know how do I go about you know getting into the real estate uh, investing market and with company like Roofstock, you know I think there's a little kind of trepidation like you know what what's the process? what if I don't know the market? what sort of um, data do you provide for the investors so they can feel comfortable with the purchase?
1: well we provide a lot of data through our site we we do market research which we make available we're constantly doing blogs and things like that as we learn about neighborhoods and things we we introduced a neighborhood rating system that we just announced last week which ranks all the neighborhoods in the country 1 to 5 stars so you can mm. start to really understand the kind of the risk return trade off with real estate I, I i would say for millennials it's it's Really, as any it would more broadly apply to anybody, but really know your time horizon, understand and appreciate your appetite for risk mm-hmm. and return. Because the more risk you are willing to take with any investment, the more potential return you could earn. Um, but you have to really understand that if you take if you take a little bit more risk, you probably will have a little bit more volatility and variability in your outcomes. So just really understanding that. The nice thing about millennial investors is the time horizon tends to be pretty long. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, so you can maybe take a little bit more risk um, as you think about allocating, say, equity to debt. You know, as, as you get older, a lot of financial planners will say put more and more into fixed income and, and less equity risk. What's, What's I think, unique about real estate, and in, in, in particular rental properties like this, it's very much like a bond with an equity kicker, because you, you get a nice current yield off of the, the rent, but then as the homes appreciate in value over time, that's your equity piece. And you can get a nice balance of, of return, where it has debt-like um, safety and security oftentimes, because you have part of your return coming from from current yield, mm-hmm. but then you also have really nice appreciation potential as, as properties... Um, could appreciate over time. And I'd say the other thing I would say for millennials who might be thinking about getting on the property bandwagon with a rental property is really consider markets that are outside of where you live um, because yeah. you don't want to have all your, all your eggs in one basket. We've seen too many, uh, this story too often where somebody works in say a tech company. Um, they, so there, there's a downturn, there's a problem with their job, there's a problem with their primary residents problem problem with their their rental properties because they're all in the same place so we you know think about markets that might be un uh, uncorrelated to where you live uh, we do have uh, advisors here who can talk talk to people if they'd like um to get a little bit more feedback and color on different markets around the country, they can help put together representative portfolios with different, you know, different risk profiles, things like that. So some people could just come and do all the research themselves, either through Roofstock and we will link to other sites. And there's plenty of other places to go to do research on markets. But then there's always someone here that, that folks can talk to as well if they'd like to, you know, get get a little bit more um, of, a, of a human uh, Got right. it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's such great advice. You guys have so many great nuggets in there. Um, I think the question people always are asking, too, um, I get this a lot is, you know, how much should I expect in cash flow? I mean, and I know it, it, it obviously varies wildly, but, you know, is there some sort of um, averages uh, or a feel sure. that people could get for, you know, what sort of return they might have?
1: Sure. So I could tell you on our site what the typical returns look like. And, and there you could obviously get higher or lower returns. But I would say the, the typical um, return on our site, again, it depends on the market, but somewhere between on a net basis after all of your costs um, without debt would be in the five to six and a half or seven percent range. So call it five to seven percent net. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's after property management costs, repair and maintenance, everything. Um, you could put financing on it and, and increase that to call it 7 to 9% um, with sure. debt. So sure. your return on equity could be higher. Um, and then you have your appreciation, and that's the wild card. If, if properties go up in value 3 or 4% a year and you've got 80%, an 80% loan on it, you get some really nice leverage on on the home price appreciation. So if the asset value is going up at you know three percent, it's considerably higher on your equity. So that, again, as you think about what's important, you could get a, a say a more expensive uh, home, say in the L.A. area, it, it, but it's it might be a three hundred or three hundred fifty thousand dollar home, or the, your net net yield might be four and a half or five percent. But it might have really nice appreciation potential as you build equity in a market where there's very little supply being added, there's a lot of job growth. Mm-hmm. it's an iconic global city. or you could go to a place like Atlanta or a Memphis or an Indianapolis where you can get a you know six plus percent current yield. Um, and but you may not get the same kind of level of appreciation that you might get in in a place like LA.
0: I honestly would use earnin' in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earning a part of your financial routine and join Earning's over 3.5 million customers who say things like, when I think about Earning, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning Today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under Podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under Podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and T-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. a million bucks wearing this cozy, workout-friendly outfit, I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash etm to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Everyone knows that putting money aside and savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save, too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at SandySpringBank.com. Member FDIC.
1: Um, But again, it all depends on your horizon and, and what your goals are.
0: Yeah, you know, that's that's great advice. I think, you know, um, a lot of times people think they need to invest in these, you know, these big markets, the L.A., New York, Chicago, you know, markets like that. But, yeah. you know, there's definitely viability to these smaller places like like you said, Memphis and Indianapolis. And, you know, it's just a, it's a little maybe different focus, but it's certainly a way to get your foot in the door and at least start building a, building a portfolio.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one of the other reasons we started Roofstock, it was very difficult for investors to actually pull the trigger and execute on investments in different markets, because you would have to fly there, find local brokers, you'd have to make a bunch of offers, you'd have to oftentimes renovate the homes after you buy them, find a property manager, get it leased, and and deal with all that hassle. And it's expensive and time-consuming. What we did was instead went to the source and what all the homes that are fully certified on our site through our marketplace are leased already. They're already cash flowing. And as you buy them, they get transferred over. Either They either stay with the existing property manager or you choose another property manager at checkout and it gets transferred over. So you don't have to deal with the hassles of – um, actually ever physically going there or dealing with any of the management issues. It's all handled for you by local property managers who we certify and hold accountable for good service through. And, and we have an ad.
0: Whoops. I, th- I think I might've lost you. There. Are you still there? Are you still there.
1: Yeah. Did I lose you? Yeah.
0: I lost the last bit there.
1: Okay. Where did, where did I lose you?
0: Um, you lost me at, or you could pick a new property manager.
1: Yeah. So or you could you could pick a new property manager at sort of at at checkout and they handle everything for you post closing. So all the leasing, repairs and maintenance, any collection issues, that's all handled locally by property managers we certify and we hold, hold them accountable for good service for clients who buy through our site. So very much trying to separate this whole concept of needing to understand operations versus just wanting to make an investment. Um that that that's one of the i think key elements of of what we're trying to do,
0: yeah, and it's so interesting, I think, with you know fintech and technology advancing and things like that i mean it's it's really making it viable for kind of the average if you will investor to get in the game right
1: absolutely they really fundamentally what we're trying to do at roofstock is democratize real estate investing, and we're starting with rental properties. And our fees are quite low. And since we charge the sellers a very low fee, they pass some of that along in the form of being willing to sell at fair prices to buyers. Buyers can come in. And we also charge very low fees on both ends of the marketplace. Because what we're trying to do is create liquidity and allow access and, and really the ability for retail investors to have the same tools and and uh, analytics that that big institutional investors might have been uh, privy to in the past, we bring all that really to our customers and do it in a way that hopefully is pretty pretty intuitive and simple and and sort of break down those barriers to, to investing in the, in the asset class.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. All right. so last question, if someone is interested in um, you know getting on board with roofstock, what's the process like?
1: So the the easiest thing to do is just go to roofstock.com and start tooling around. Look, at, start looking at properties, doing some research on homes, maybe putting some things in your basket. It's very much of an e-commerce environment. You're not buying anything until you actually check out, but you could put some things in your in your cart. You could compare properties, and um, and I would suggest uh, it's a very simple registration process. You just put in your name and it's a, a little bit of information, then you could get access to the diligence materials on these homes. And then go through and actually look at some of the valuation reports and inspection reports and get a sense for the type of information that's there and the type of homes that might be appealing. And then, um, you know, you could reach out or we'll reach out to you, um, chat with one of our uh, counselors who can talk through your strategy, answer any questions you have. It's it's a very much uh, low pressure um, situation. Our advisors are really there to provide advice. It's not a a sales heavy culture here. Um, What we're really trying to do is introduce the asset class to people and, you know, in a way that's, that's helpful. So hopefully we can be a resource, whether it's just through our online tools or, or our, our folks who can, who can provide some, some insights.
0: And do you see, I've got one follow-up. <laughs> do you see, um,
1: a lot of people, you only, only one more question. Sorry.
0: I know. Right. Right. <laughs> I am going to eat my words. Um, <laughs> Do you see a lot of people who, you know, go ahead and maybe make kind of a smaller purchase and then, you know, hold that purchase for, for a little while and then, you know, decide to get in and, and buy some more with you guys?
1: Yeah, that's typically what happens. The average investor today is buying almost two homes from us. Uh, they'll start off with one, it'll get closed, they'll get their first, you know, rent check or two, and then they'll they'll typically buy another one. Uh, that's That's very common. Once you go through the, the financing process for the first time, uh, there, there's great Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac products for investor financing. Um, it's pretty attractive. It's pretty easy to do. Once you get approved do doing that, doing multi- successive properties, are, it's that much easier because all your information is already in there. And we can hook, hook people up with lenders who make those loans through our site. It's, it's quite quite easy. Um, but yeah, that's typically the way people do it. They'll start with a purchase, make sure our our site is legit, make sure everything works. They start to actually get their cash flow. Then they say, "Okay, um, I'm going to buy a couple more."
0: Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Gary, thank you so much for sharing the wisdom. I know this is, like I said, definitely a hot topic.